Welcome back to another Study with the Ant podcast. So this podcast is actually being recorded on Easter morning, Resurrection Sunday morning. Um, I already did a podcast of, for uh, Resurrection Sunday uh, previously, but I, I was looking through a lesson that I'm going to teach for uh, Children's Church, a junior church service today. And I just had a few thoughts that these are not the thoughts I'm going to explain in children's church necessarily, uh, but just a few thoughts that um, came to mind as I was reading the about the person we're going to do in the story. So it is Resurrection Sunday, and so the lesson that's falling on today is going to be about Mary Magdalene. And I don't know how you say that. Do you say Mary Magdalene, Mary Magdalene? I say Mary Magdalene. Hopefully that's correct. I don't know for sure, but that's how I'm going to pronounce it. Um, So talking, thinking about her a little bit here, um, I think one of the first places that we see her referenced is in Luke chapter 8, verse 2, 2 and 3. Well, let's read read all three verses. It'll be helpful. And it says, And it came to pass that he went throughout every city and village, preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him. And certain women, which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary, called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others, which ministered unto him of their substance. So here we see one reason, we see Mary Magdalene for the first time, and we're also kind of told why there's a connection between her and Jesus. Um, She's had seven devils cast out of her. Now, before we talk too much more about Mary Magdalene, I want to look at that fact for just a second. So we're going to go, I'm going to turn to Luke 9 here. And in Luke 9, we see the the transfiguration of Jesus. And then when um, Jesus comes down from the, the mount, he finds his disciples unable to cast out a, a devil or a demon from a child. And I just want to read what this one devil, the demon, whichever word you want to use, um, what this one was doing to the child. Um, here it's referred to more as a, as a spirit. Um, and let me read from verse 8. So Luke 9, verse 8. And behold, a man of the company cried out, saying, Master, I beseech thee, look upon my son, for he is mine only child. And lo, a spirit taketh him, and he suddenly crieth out, and it teareth him that he foameth again, and bruising him hardly departeth from him. And I besought thy disciples to cast him out, and they could not. So here we see that this boy is filled with one unclean spirit. And this is what is happening to him. Now, I think in different areas, we see different ways in which the the devils and demons spirits um, affect people. But this is just one spirit or a devil in a person. And this is what is happening. Now, in contrast, let's go to Mark. Sorry for the page turning sounds, uh, but it's much easier to flip in my Bible here. So let's go to Mark 5. And um, I kind of want to read the whole chapter, but we don't, don't have enough time for that. Um, let me see if I can find the exact spot that I want here. So the story is uh, the maniac of Gadara, the, the man who's in the um, among the tombs that is chained. And you, 
but the chains couldn't bind him. They couldn't keep him. And the significance that I want to read is, um, let's start in verse 6. So Mark 5, verse 6. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him, and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of him, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is a legion, for we are many. So this man, this what's referred to as the maniac of Gadara, he is filled with a legion. And I'm trying to remember the number. Um, we're talking about a Roman legion, that is 6,000 soldiers. So I don't know if there's actually like 6,000 devils in this man, or if it is just simply an, an illustration, you know, the name Legion, illustration of how many there are, because it says, my name is Legion, for we are many. But uh, an actual Legion, Roman Legion, is 6,000 soldiers. And this man, he is dwelling among the tombs. He cannot be bound. When they put fetters on him and they try to tame him they, they they can't no one can can control this man with this huge amount of devils within him so we've seen what one devil can do now a lot a lot of devils can do and talking again about mary coming back she has seven devils inside of her and i think if i remember correctly and I may be wrong on this, uh, don't don't quote me, but I think Mary may be the only woman that we read about who has devils in her. I th you know, we hear uh, different places about uh, different men, boys, so forth, but I, I think this is the only reference to a woman having um, devils. No special significance about that, it's just the only one recorded that I'm aware of. If you know of more, please send me a comment, uh, Instagram or email, let me know. I may have forgotten it, but I think this is the only person, only woman, who is referred to as having um, devil possession, being having devils inside of her. And so, you know, talking about that, um, the fact, there's a, there's a parable of um, one man having a, a great debt paid and being forgiven and then a man having a, a small debt paid and forgiven and Jesus asking you who who was the one who you know was the most grateful basically and it's almost always the person who has the greatest debt is the one who is the most grateful we'll see this in stories of salvation people who have very rough backgrounds tend to be the ones who are the most excited the most passionate about sharing the gospel starting um ministries working with people whereas many people who have grown up in church um have been around church you know, they did get saved um but there's just not that same passion because they don't have all that background to look at. Not saying that you should go and get that type of, you know, bad background to work with, but it's just that, that difference in perspective. Someone who has been forgiven of a great amount of what they consider or what the world may consider to be really bad things. Um, you know, we don't always see, you know, having grown up in church, many young people don't see, oh, what I've done is bad. 
But we know sin is sin. Sin is sin. But those people who have what the world, what the world considers really bad sins tend to always be um, more passionate about sharing the gospel, so forth. And we see this, my point is that we see this with Mary Magdalene, that she is one who is, um, I believe, kind of like following, or at least when Jesus is in the area, she's ministering to him. She's what she has, her substance, whether it's food, money, lodging, whatever, she is willing to provide that and to help Jesus with that as he travels, because he doesn't have... A specific place that he stays along the way and these women Mary in particular um, are ones who help him along the way now moving along um, I'm gonna move over to John chapter 20 here um, so we know previous chapters uh, chapter 19 18 19 we see Jesus before the um, Ananias and then Pilate and then we see him crucified and following that um, we know that Joseph of Arimathea um, took the body of Jesus and laid it in his own tomb his own sepulcher where man had never been laid before we know that there is a guard placed over that um, sepulcher that tomb to make sure that Jesus disciples don't steal the body of Jesus because uh, there was great concern by the Pharisees and the, the, the Sanhedrin that that would happen but reading uh, let me just read John chapter 20 here um, maybe not all of all of these verses but some of them um, starting in John 20 verse 1 the first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early when it was yet dark unto the sepulcher and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulchre. So we know from other passages that uh, a group of ladies made note of where Jesus' body had been laid, um, and they prepared spices and, and ointments for the body, but because of the Sabbath coming very quickly when Jesus' body was buried, they were not able to um, do that at the time, so they had to wait. And uh, obviously they had to wait three days, uh, we won't get into all the, the details of all the, the Sabbaths and whatnot. But anyhow, they had to wait for three days. And then when they come, Mary Magdalene sees that the door is open. Um, other women, we believe, were also there, but focusing again just on Mary Magdalene. And so she cometh and to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, John, whom Jesus loved, and tells him that Jesus, you know, he's not in the sepulcher. So they run to go look and they're like, whoa, um, yeah, he's uh, not there. And it says that John saw and believed. What did he believe? Hmm. Um, going on... Um, in verse 11, it says, But Mary stood without at the sepulchre weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulchre, and see two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they said unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith, she saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing, and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou have borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. 
Jesus saith unto her, Mary. She turned herself, and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren, and say unto them, I ascend unto my father, and your father, and to my God, and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord, and that he had spoken these things unto her. Now, what is the significance of this? Hang on, i got to find the right passage here. Um, I think it's in Mark, if I remember correctly. Mark chapter... Do, 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 do. Mark, yes, Mark 15, um, Mark 15, Mark 16, verse 9, it says, Now when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. So this woman who had a great, um, for lack of a better word, a great debt paid, was one of the was the first to be at the tomb and was the first for Jesus to appear unto her. You know, there's all these other disciples, you know, John the beloved, Peter, but yet Jesus appeared first to Mary Magdalene. Now there is some crazy hypothesis about why Jesus appeared first to Mary Magdalene, and we're not going to get into that because a lot of it is foolishness. But this is my opinion on why Jesus appeared first unto her, and I think it was her faith. You know, she was at the tomb. Did she? You know, Jesus had been talking about you know the temple being destroyed and, and risen again in three days, built again in three days. You know, he, he told all of these um, parables or stories, whichever word you want to use, to talk about how he would die and rise again. Now, the disciples didn't understand this. Um, and I don't think even Mary completely understood it. Because, you know, she's asking, you know, where, where is his body? She, she was you know, wanting to, to you know, bury it, to take care of it. Um, but she is a true follower and disciple of Jesus. She had the faith to be there, to follow Jesus, to trust Jesus. And she follows him throughout um, his ministry and... Is, one, is, is the first one there to anoint his body, to worship him in that way. And then she gets to be the first to worship him after he is risen. Um, you know, we, we take the Easter story, the resurrection story, so much for granted. You know, we don't, we don't always think about the, the, impact honestly of this not just a story this event that happened in history to pay for the sins of all the world Jesus paid for Mary's sins on the cross and she is there to worship him and he gets to be the first to worship him after he has risen from the dead. 
it's just, I don't know how to describe it. It's just amazing that Jesus has risen from the dead. It says here in, in John 20 that he still has to go to his father. He's risen from the dead, but he still has to go ascend to heaven to his father, come back down. But before he does that, he would talk to Mary and let Mary know that he is alive. And for her to tell the disciples that he's alive. I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just amazing, amazing thing that, um, he is risen. We, we take that for granted you because we see this as just a story, not as historical fact, because <laughs> this is, this is, the Bible is not just stories. These, this is historical events that happened but beyond that it's even bigger because it is a historical event that took place that has eternal impact and Mary got to be there for that Mary got to be the one to say hey disciples I saw Jesus and he's alive and I just think that is just so cool I, I can't completely explain um what I'm thinking on this but uh it's just amazing that you know, she got to be the one and that she, you know, had that, I don't know, why did she go to the tomb that day? I think it was from, from faith, not completely realizing that Jesus would be alive, but that she had the faith. She knew he was God, wanting to worship him. And then she gets to be the one to tell everyone. And that now, even thousands of years later, we read about her story and the fact that she's the one who told the disciples about Jesus being alive. So, cool story. Hopefully this was interesting. Um, just a thought that I had um, kind of evolved more as I was as I was reading and thinking here. But, um, hope you enjoy it. Hope your Resurrection Sunday is... Um, was when this podcast goes up was uh, very nice but if you didn't take the time to stop and really think maybe you were busy with with you know family whatever take some time to stop and think about the significance of what Mary saw and what Jesus did for us that he died on the cross to pay for our sins he was buried in a tomb for three days then he rose again, conquering death, hell, and the grave so that we can have eternal life. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I'll talk to you again next time.